going on? Welcome back to another episode of the Arsenio's ESL Podcast. Episode number 111 is here developing speak. Well, actually, I put speak, which is really funny on my blog. I don't know why I put speak. But speaking or listening to students' memorable journey and decision. So you guys, if not have already heard, but you guys here are probably have already heard the, um, what is it, the podcast I did with my friend Laura from Belgium. She is a teacher out there. She's getting back into the full swing of things. You know, Belgium, they have such a great way of doing things. Like, of course, during the entire, you know, the shutdown and everything, um, they pay. They pay their teachers. They pay everything. The government pays everything. Boy, that's a great fortune in the country to be in. Singapore is another one that follows suit. Fantastic what they do. However, other countries, they're just furlough, furlough, furlough. And this is why airlines and, you know, flight attendants, oh, man, I feel so bad for them. But nonetheless, guys, we're going to be going over some of this, man. There is some grammar, of course, that you could do on the ArsenioBuckShow.com. Not only that, but there are some notes that need to be completed. So for those of you who are doing IELTS, okay, or are taking IELTS for whatever reason, of course, you know that you can get in touch with me by booking my calendar down below. I will be more than happy to help you with some of this IELTS good stuff out there because, again, I know how much of a daunting task IELTS can be. And, uh, of course, my coaching services is 50% off right now, as well as there's a business English podcast, there are pronunciation courses, other things that are readily available for you guys. But if you guys are interested in practicing your IELTS listening, I'm telling you, probably between, I'd have to say a good, what, uh, 10, 20 hours of speaking and listening, you'll be good to go. So again, I would have to go over a thorough assessment with you guys, but <sighs> filling in the blank could be daunting. For a lot of you. All right. And that means you have to, it could be one word. It could be two no's, uh, two words. It could be three words here. It doesn't really say how many words. So you're just going to have to close listen very, very carefully. But for those of you who are listening to me right now, you guys could take notes or go to my blog. So we got two extracts. We got two students who are going to be discussing two different journeys. Okay. So the first one and the first question you're going to hear where you went, and she's going to say that she went from leche, if I'm not mistaken. That means milk in Spanish. Uh, and I'm guessing that is a city in Italy. So it could be lese, if anything, because abese. So lese to Naples, okay? And then how you traveled, that's the mode of transportation. Why you went, mm, none of us had been there. So none of us had been there is the follow-up to the second question, which is B, as you can see on my blog, okay? What was most memorable for you, Naples in the morning, et cetera, et cetera. So for each of these extracts, there are two blanks. So there are a grand total of four questions that you need to fill out. Again, if you guys like this specific podcast, you make sure you get in touch with me so I can do more of these. I haven't done IELTS listening in a while since I've done the coaching at the beginning of January and at the end of December. So we're going to be getting into the full swing of things again. So with that being said, guys, of course, my good old bow speaker, which is always very, very lackadaisical, but you know what? I've got to use it to do this. So here we go, guys. Listen closely. Fill in the notes.
So, I have a very vivid memory of a journey I made from a place called Lecce in the south of Italy to Naples. It was a train journey, and I was staying in Italy at the time on a school exchange program to improve my Italian, and um, we went to Naples because it was a long weekend, and my friends and I wanted to take advantage of the extra day to go somewhere, and none of us had ever been to Naples before. But as I recall, we almost didn't go at all because it was winter at the time and it was actually snowing, which almost never happens in the south of Italy. But anyway, we decided to go and I I forgot to mention, this was an overnight train. So one of the things that stands out most clearly for me was that we were hoping to sleep on the train, but we couldn't because the other people in our carriage kept chatting all night long but on the question of why it was memorable. I remember arriving in Naples in the morning. It was cold and we saw the most amazing sunrise. And I remember walking through the streets of Naples early in the morning before anyone else was up. It was just magical. And we'd have missed that if we hadn't gone. Mm, Speaker two. Sounds like a trip. So this may sound like I am trying to say the right thing, But the most important decision I made was actually to work harder at school. And it happened when I was in year seven. So I was about 11 at the time. It was the first term and we had a history test. It was the first time we'd had a history test and it was very simple. The teacher asked 10 questions and we had to write our answers on a piece of paper. And she collected them in and gave us a mark. So I didn't study very much for the test the night before. If I remember rightly, I just read through the chapter and that was it. So anyway, I got two out of ten on this test and I was horrified. I shouldn't leave out the fact that my best friend got nine out of ten, which made it even worse. (laughs) So I made the decision that I was never going to get a low mark again and the next time we had a test, I got ten out of ten. And that was it. I never failed a test again. In fact, I actually came top of the class at the end of the year. And so, in, in terms of what oh, I learned, it really showed me that if I worked hard, I could achieve things. And thinking back, it was a good thing I failed that test, because if I hadn't, I wouldn't be the person I am now. Okay, sorry guys, if you heard that directly off my laptop. Man, I hate it, I hate it. Oh, Catalina, you iOS piece of garbage. Nonetheless, guys, here we are, okay? So, he said if he hadn't failed the test, he wouldn't be the person he is today. Let me give you a nice little journey, guys. I'm going to paint a picture for you. We go through these phases. Some of you could be in terms of academics. Um, again, if you want to become a doctor or this or that, that's perfectly fine. I know a lot of people out there become a dentist. Fantastic. Um, but me, one of my greatest failures was the Sunrise Regional Championship race. Uh, back in 2005, when I was a junior in high school, May, and I remember sitting on a cold field, getting ready to run the 300-meter intermediate hurdles. I was favored to at least make the finals of the Sunrise Regional Championships. And then from there, I would just have to pray to make it to the state final. But I remember sitting on this ice field for 10 minutes for whatever reason. They were not continuing with the races and everything. The stadium was packed. And then finally, I got to the line. And it's weird because at Palo Verde High School, which is, in, which is in the western side of Las Vegas, 
it's much colder there than it is on the, you know, where I live centrally because it's more close to the mountains. But their, their track was weird because you started on the curve. So it was kind of like a mental barrier. I was like, okay, because the 300 meter intermediate hurdle race starts like a horseshoe. If you guys know what a horseshoe is, you got 400 meters. Well, you start at the 300 meter mark. So normally you start on a straightaway. But at this specific track, you started so into the curve and that pretty much built like a little we uh, something within my mind stating, ooh, this means it's going to be longer. So unwittingly, you know, when that gun went off, I came out of the blocks screaming. I came out of the blocks like it was a 100-meter race. And then after that, and when I, right when I got to the 100-meter mark, I was well ahead of everybody. And that's when my legs completely fell apart. They became cinder blocks. It was so hard for me to pull my legs over, and I just saw everyone, all the other athletes, pass me right on the curve. I ended up running like a 50-second 300-meter race. It was the worst I've ever run. Uh, actually, one of the slowest 300-meter hurdlers on our team did better than me. And it's because I was too overzealous. I was too excited. I started off. It could have been a number of factors. But that was the greatest failure I've ever had in my life. Because what ended up happening to me was I ended up succeeding at so many different things in life in terms of my health. So if I would have gone to the Sunrise Regional Championships and the state championships, I probably still wouldn't be running today. I would probably be overweight. Who knows? But that failure was needed. Those tears were needed. That that feeling of, oh my God, I have failed. That was so needed. And that, again, you know, going into the Tough Mudder races and the Spartan races that I do around the world, well, not lack thereof now, you know, probably going into next year, um, you know, it pushes me because I always remember that failure. And it always puts a big smile on my face because I know when I put that on my shoulder, I'm unstoppable. So sometimes our biggest failures can also be an, a door opening to our greatest achievements in life. So with that being said, guys, do the exercise online. I hope you enjoyed this podcast and stay tuned for more over and out.